In 2020, four friends decided to listen to every one of the greatest 500 albums as decided by Rolling Stone magazine. This resulted in a text chain that celebrated the music, excoriated the order, and led us to making this podcast. We are far from experts, and we promise to do almost no research. All opinions are our own, unless you disagree. Please sit back and enjoy. Beck did it better. From 1970, it's After the Gold Rush by Neil Young. Listen, I, I, I thought I honestly... And this is, I'm not joking. Okay. Sometimes I joke at this part of the album, but I'm not this time. I thought this album was about my long balls and it was called after the cold flush. After the cold flush. You know, you're getting old when you get on a toilet and you're like, are my balls going to hit this water? Like not good. This is not the first time we've had this joke. I know, but I, guys, <laughs> I'm so stupid. All right. Let's go to K Rob and see oh, what's going on. Station. What's up, everybody? This is K-Rob, K-R-O-B. Listen, Big Wolfman Rob is down on his knees. He's begging you. Can you tell other people about this podcast? We're judging our self-worth by the number of downloads. And that ain't good, baby. Oh, yeah. We work hard to make this podcast and we hope that you like it, too. But we have to. Friend, you're gonna admit that you listen to well, yeah, yeah. yeah. the <laughs> That took a turn. That definitely took a turn. That was I like how we moved along from dumb shit listeners to total fucking losers. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean just imagine sitting there and listening to this podcast and then being done with it and being like, okay, time to go on with my day. Like, what the fuck are you doing with your life? This is how vicious we are after a hundred episodes. Think where we'll be at two hundred. Oh, oh I, god. Oh yeah, definitely. It's not like, a well, linear scale. Yeah, it's going to increase this, exponentially. This, this podcast <laughs> is just Russ and I after Aaron left in a fit, and Matt just doesn't show up anymore. So that's our. This is episode two hundred one. The fuck tons by the fuck tons. Let's listen. We've got. I think we're up to like you know we, we joke, but it's it's true. We're at dozens of listeners, right? Yeah, it's true. And we're like yeah. this Literally. close to being able to say we've got hundreds of listeners, mm-hmm. right? And so we do need we need just like a few more downloads so we can bump that up it, and say we. We've got hundreds, hundreds of listeners. I love to joke and be like, oh, I, you know, this podcast, I do it for fun. And it's a hobby and I do it to hang out with you guys and to make you guys laugh. And, you know, it's a it's a fetish of mine. Um, but it really <laughs> is true. Like when I see the download numbers go up, I genuinely get excited. So I am telling the listeners out there, listen, I know you're not going to tell somebody about the podcast. I get it. But how about this? Why not at work? Just randomly airdrop it to somebody. They won't know it's you. I've been doing it on the subway for months. Okay. <laughs> people love it. They can't get enough. Uh, you know, people are constantly scanning to see who would be airdropping this to me. <laughs> I can just, I can just see on the subway. You're sitting there, Rob, you're just looking at it, and somebody just looks up and said, you did what? Yeah. yeah. Who's, the, <laughs> who's the motherfucker that did this? Yeah. Yeah. Wait, 
Which guy has a podcast on the subway? Is it the fat 300-pound guy with the curly brown hair? No way. <laughs> I can't believe a fat white guy in his 40s would have a podcast. That's so <laughs> weird. Uh, listen, let's. I, I've got three guys here. This is Beck did it better. I've got three guys here. I've got Russ in Minnesota. Russ, how are you doing? Hey, guys. It's Friday night, and everybody's going out and having fun. <laughs> but I'm a fool for staying home recording this podcast and having none. I can't quite understand how all my dates have set me free. Oh, lonesome me. Uh, <laughs> I've got Matt in Minneapolis. Matt, how are you doing? Great, Rob. Just, just effing great. Thanks for having me. Oh, my me. God. I love that energy. And before I introduce Aaron, I got to say, we got a message from the lawyer. I got, a, I got a message from our corporate lawyer for Beck Did It Better. I want to read this message to you guys real quick. And I want to remind you, this is from our lawyer. Guys, this is a message from our lawyer. Okay. Maybe this was like put onto the phone via voice tech. So I got to kind of interpret what it actually is supposed to say. Cause it might've been, wait, is it from the lawyer? It is, but he voice texted it real late one night, right before he went to bed. And so oh. he didn't quite check to see if it actually just made checking. sense. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, and I'm, I'm supposed to read what he wrote me. Okay. Uh, just to let you guys know, you should have never said Aaron looks like the adult film actor, Johnny sins. Cause recently me, the lawyer for Beck did it better was watching a movie off Bing <laughs> And a Johnny Sins scene came up. And unfortunately, I thought of Aaron and it actually bummed me out for the rest of the night. Thank you. Signed, the lawyer of Beck did it better. The lawyer, underlined. Yeah. So that is a real life story from somebody who's not me. It's the lawyer that maybe he did see a scene with Johnny Sins in it, was thinking about Aaron, and it really kind of threw him off for the rest of the night. I got Aaron in California. How are you doing, Aaron? I'm honored to know that that lawyer was thinking about me at the at that at that heightened uh, state. Uh, Rob, I just want you, to, as we're recording this podcast, and I just want you to remember what your good book says. That's all I'm thinking about. Let's talk about some Neil Young. Uh, my good, oh my God, I'm trying to think of a book. <laughs> oh, Noah's Ark? That's not even a book. I just that's, thought of Noah's Ark. I think that's, that's not the a book, book. Neil like was a, referring to. Yeah, but I, oh I don't know. Oh my God, I okay. I think Noah's Ark is exactly the oh. story he had in mind, but I could be wrong. I mean, he's, he's probably an animal uh, rights enthusiast. <laughs> I'm so stressed out. I can't even think about this anymore. Listen, we have to get into rolling going, rolling going. Aaron, how's it going with you? Oh, man, uh, it's going great. Tomorrow's a big day. Uh, I just noticed before I got on the call tonight, I noticed tomorrow's a big day. Uh, it's new coffee day in our house. So always nice when that what coincides. That yes. <laughs> with the dead last pick of the most interesting thing we can talk yeah. about, it's new coffee day. Wow, new coffee day. Let me guess. Mr. Uh, we're going to go with coffee beans. I mean, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, I new mean, coffee. It's, I mean, you know, we don't, we don't so buy the that same makes coffee me think, all the time. Shut up so for a second. That makes me think that every other day at your house is old coffee day. That's bad. Well, are you just right. like reusing? You're like, listen, honey, I figured out a way we can save a buck 75. We're going to oh, just never. reuse a coffee bean. You would be, you would be appalled at my coffee budget. All right, Russell, uh, hold on. Ru Russell, Russell, Rob, you guys mute your, mute your, mute your mics for a second here. Let me have a <laughs> Rosie. How long, uh, how often do you, uh, how often is new coffee day? It's around every fifth or sixth day, depending on the okay. size of the bag. So of what you're going, you're getting beans and are you picking out specific beans? Is it the same beans every time or? No, it's almost always different. So okay. I, I we've, we always have a good lineup right now. So right now I've got some, uh, I got this Peruvian coffee from Little Wolf, uh, okay. which is a Berkeley roaster. I've got the uh, bittersweet Wait. from Mother Tongue, which is an Oakland roaster, and then I've got uh, an e an Ethiopia from Highwire, which is another Oakland roaster. I just keep them in a lineup, and whenever okay. we finish a bag, then you check and see which one was roasted, you know, longest ago, 
open that one up and that's what you drink for the next so week. You don't, like, you, don't, you don't have, you don't have like two different containers, like where you're grinding on Saturday mornings and then that's, or I don't know how you do it, even if you grind it that day or whatever, but yeah, yeah, grind, do you yeah, switch you up? Right so you, you got the Ethiopian on Saturdays and you got the Maui Waui you know, on Sundays or what, I've what thought it? of that. That's, that's actually a great idea, man. I have thought about that. We only okay. have one airtight canister for keeping the coffee beans fresh. So we just do one type at a time, but I have thought about getting a second canister so that we can switch off. But yeah, we okay. just do one, one at a time. All right, Rob Russell, I, turn your bikes back on. Okay. Mr. Irrelevant's done. So Thanks, by man. The way, appreciate you, man. Appreciate you, I man. just want to say that when Aaron was explaining the types of coffee, he was just holding up cans of Folgers. He's a liar. He's holding up instant coffee. He's trying to brag to us. Oh yeah, this is a Berkeley roaster. Like we're going to look that shit up. Forget about it, Aaron. So Aaron, what's what, when you're, how are you fucking with coffee? Like what's, what are you doing? Are you doing a pour over? Are you doing a French press? What are we doing here? Oh, I'm so glad you asked Rob. Uh, we, for the oh, longest no. time we were, so we have, we grind it ourselves. You grind it right before you brew it. And for the longest time, as soon as oh, my son was born. For oh, the, the longest, longest time, time, longest this time. This story <laughs> sucks my fucking balls. And once my sucks and it's really boring. That was a good round. A very nice words. Uh, when my son was born, we were afraid of spilling hot coffee <laughs> on the baby. Two. Jesus so Christ, we, here. you can't just say started, that on a podcast. We started making iced coffee. I've shown you, I've shown you my iced coffee setup. You you put the Chemex on the scale. You measure out some ice. You do the pour over, and then it it's the Japanese style iced coffee. It, it drips down onto that's flash brewed iced coffee. Mm-hmm. But we stopped doing that. We stopped doing that uh, last August. We bought a Technivore Mocha Master, which is a Dutch coffee uh, drip machine and um yeah that's what we make now and it's 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 delicious but yeah you still you grind it right right when you're gonna make it and you make some coffees tomorrow morning is it true is it true that when you're making beans is it true that man you're making coffee japanese style you always want sumo of it (laughs) what hello is my mic on did my mic turn off again no that's fine sumo of it sumo of it i mean maybe if you've hadn't had a Toke yo of something you'd like want a little bit of it to balance yourself out. <laughs> yeah, that was a good. Yeah, one. I, quit. Yeah, that was I good. quit the podcast. Thank Bye. I quit. <laughs> Tokyo, I get it. Tokyo, <laughs> Japanese, I get it. Yeah. Thanks, man. Appreciate you. Uh, I also have been listening to some music. Uh, I I needed an. Ex- I mean, we're gonna get into this Neil Young album. It's maybe not my favorite album that we've listened to yet. So I was I was happy this week to find other stuff to listen to. And as I texted you guys yesterday, I tuned into Mary Lucia's last day on the current and she played a Tom Jones cover of green, 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 green grass at home that will knock you all the way on your ass. I have never heard Tom Jones cover of this thing. He is so good. I know. Was it the unapologetic? Yeah, it was right around no apologies. Yeah. Yeah. No apologies. And uh, yeah, Tom Jones doing green, green grass at home, which I know from uh, Johnny Cash uh, at Folsom prison, but Listening to Tom Jones do it, man, I, I did not I well, didn't Aaron, really understand how this man could sing. It was really fun. They're listening to it below you right now. It's so good. Everyone just enjoy the styling of Tom Jones doing Green Green Grass at Home. Sex bomb, sex bomb, you're my sex bomb. <laughs> okay, Tom Jones is alive, right? There's what certain people in the world where I'm like, is he alive? I'm is not he sure. Doing stuff? Pretty sure and he is still alive. Is Tom and Jones? He was like a Vegas guy, right? Like yeah. he was just like a show person. Imagine how good of a star you have to be 
to get famous with the fucking name Tom Jones. Like this Tom. Yeah. And now the one, <laughs> the only Tom Jones. Like it, it seems like a fake name. It's like a fake name that you give to a hotel when you're cheating on your wife. You know what I mean? Like one room for Tom Jones, please. <laughs> Will you be paying by check? Oh, no, no, no. Cash only, please. And like a career that couldn't happen now, right? Like it's like guys like him or like Wayne Newton where like they, they got big just like doing live shows, I think. I'm not even sure. It's, but It's bizarre. Is it? I'm telling His you guys. voice. If, I, it's if you were alive like in the 60s and 70s, you would be bored out of your mind. I think if you were our age in the 60s and 70s, you would be absolutely bored out of your mind. That's how you get to listening to things like Tom Jones. Yeah, Tom Jones has some cool songs. He can sing, but he's not a superstar. I should not know who Tom Jones is in 2022, right? He's Mike Crazy is for famous for being like a, a he's a Vegas show person, right? right. That's all he's yeah. famous for. That's I mean, that's yeah. wild. Imagine a giant poster. You go into this casino, you are ready, you are in Vegas, you are ready to see the show of your life. You see up a name, up in lights. That name, Tom Jones. I mean, what <laughs> what are we talking about here? The fabulous I mean, Tom Jones. How does it compare to Wayne Newton? Right. Exactly. I can sing his ass off, man. Yeah. Guys, guess what? Kids these days, they're listening to Dua Lipa. They're listening to Lil Bow Wow, okay? And in my no days, we had cash, you, no we had jobs, and we had hope. <laughs> and now we got no Tom Jones, no Wayne Newton. <laughs> Finally, speaking of what the kids listen to today, today is new King Push Day, new Push a T out to those who observe. I listened to it twice through today. My favorite line was Push said, y'all are hollering top five. I can only see top me. And that's what I think about when I think about this podcast. You're talking about... Top music podcast. I only see Top Beck did it better. So I'm it's, excited to be here tonight. And how many other podcasts do you listen to, Aaron? None. I listen to no podcasts. All right. At all. So he is, this is his favorite podcast. <laughs> and he's listened to almost a couple of these episodes. He's not yes, quite sure. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> and no, it, lots of people in his household listen to the podcast more than Aaron does. Matt Rowling going. How is it going with you, Matt? Uh, good. I'll be, I'll be quick this week because I'm excited to get to Russell's rolling going but i i was on a plane again so go ahead and start playing that <laughs> oh wait wrong one that's my bad oh we got another another technical issue we can listen to this twice then yeah i'll be done in four minutes i'll be done in four minutes so the only thing I had, and you guys know that I've got the issues with, do I have bad breath or not? And all of a sudden I got a new phobia. Do I have BO or not? Like oh, I, no. I, take, yeah. I take a lot of showers. Yeah. You know, I, I'm, I'm very conscious, but I'm walking onto the plane. Right. And all yeah. of a sudden I can you're, smell. You're a morning, you're a morning shower guy, right? Yep. Yep. Big time. So like there Wait. Can, a lot could happen between your shower and the plane. Is anyone here an evening shower guy? Do we have any well, some, I mean, sometimes, but yeah, not I've been, like, I've been know, doing but, that lately. Once but are you not That's showering nice. in the morning then? No, it's just a double, double shower yeah. day. Yeah. No, I, You're showering in the morning every day, right, Aaron? No. What? If you, what? You just get no. out of bed and go to work? I don't go to, I go to work in my living room. What are you talking about? Like, oh, yeah, I get true. out of bed, I take my son to yeah. work, to school, and then I come back home and work. That's wild to me. Well, like, yeah. Evening I, showers are nice. I don't know. Like, I need that shower to tell my body like this day is starting. Like I can do that on the weekend, but during the weekday, can't do it. Need a shower in the morning. So I'm, I'm just thinking about Matt. Morning. I'm just thinking. I know Matt's a morning shower guy, so I'm thinking there's there's a lot that could happen between the shower and the airport. And and, and this and this this was part <clears> of it, right? So I I went to Austin this week, 
and I did a day trip, flew down to Austin and then I was yeah. going to fly back same day. Okay. So that, this is, this is part of it. I get down there. I got to have a meeting. So I've got like a long collared shirt on and all this stuff. And I'm walking around downtown Austin. I took pictures, sent you guys outside of uh, Austin city limits and right. Willie Nelson and all that stuff. It was a great time. Great time. Right. So then I'm getting on the plane. It's like a seven 30 flight home. Right. And I'm walking on the plane and all of a sudden, boom, it's just wafting. And I'm, <laughs> and I'm wondering, no. and what's, no. what's it, what's in front of me is a very fit lady who, looks very put together and very clean and all this stuff. Right. Yeah. And so she's in front of me behind me. There's uh, an older couple, but it's not them. Right. Kind of a thing. So okay. you know I have, that, yeah, I have, different, I have, yeah. I have figured out that it's either me or it's this lady, right. Oh. That's in front of me. Okay? <laughs> yeah. So I'm trying to do the old, you know, like, you know, like just, Quick, yep. like <laughs> just to see if you can catch you're running the you're running the dipstick you're seeing I'm if it's you you're testing yeah. it yeah and for listeners who can't see what's going on matt was trying to remove one of his own ribs so that he could smell <laughs> and see how he smelled down there yeah which is like matt yeah matt actually Up, had a it, picture of feet that he was smelling it didn't even make sense <laughs> to me why he would think that would smell but i guess okay so so then i go sit and of course you know sitting in Comfort plus. I'm not sitting in the way back. Yeah, 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 exactly. So I sit down yeah. and I'm in like in row 11, but I'm in the, the a middle seat because I got bumped up, you know? So 11, <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm in like 11B, right? And who's right behind me is my buddy here who I walked out. She's in 12B. Yeah. And so we're like, again, so now we're, we're still only like two and a half feet away from each other. So I'm still smelling it. And I still can't tell if it's me or not. So we've got like a th- two and a half hour flight home. And I can't tell if every, and, and I guarantee that everybody's looking at me as like the one that's, yeah, I, I just, yeah. you know, it's just self conscious. Everybody's looking at me as the one. So finally, I mean, this is like four hours of like trying to figure out and I can't just, and I didn't, I didn't have to go to the bathroom or anything. So I'm just, I'm still doing the check-in and everything. Oh, and so, so everybody on this plane is smelling something terrible. And they're like, who is it? Who is it? And they see a guy in 11B just going. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they're like, I don't know, but that guy's been sniffing himself for the last three and a half hours. I think it might be him. himself. It seems like he's. I'm not sure. Yeah. So finally, plane trip's over, right? And I can get off and I go right to the men's bathroom. So I got to take a leak after a long plane ride, stuff like that. And again, I'm checking everything and I can't smell a thing. So this nice fit lady who was well put together and everything. Yeah. Horrible bo. So I don't oh, know. It, it wasn't wild. me. It wasn't me. Thank God that, it wasn't me because that would be so embarrassing to. I mean, I'm kidding. But yeah. So I mean, that, I don't know. That would be. That would be. What, uh, that would be incredible to be like. All right, on a blind date, who is it? Who is it? And just this super attractive woman comes up, and you're like, Oh, right. Finally, this yeah. is going to work out. This is going to work great. And then it just smells like a cat piss in your socks and hit it away for two years, <laughs> and you're like, Oh. <laughs> Maybe. Okay. Maybe this can work. Okay. I can probably get some surgery to adjust (laughs) my nose. Like I really think I could make this work still. I don't know. I, it's, I, I couldn't make it work. I, I, you know, I was figuring, I I was going through that scenario and no, I couldn't make it work. It's, uh, it's too off putting to me anyways. That's pretty, that's pretty tough. So that's all I had. That was my, uh, that's my rolling going for the week. But I missed, maybe I missed the end. How did you, for, did you smell her? Like, did you get up in there and smell? Like, do you know for sure? You can't just say so that. No, did no, you get in I, there and I, smell I don't her? know. I don't know for sure. Like, yeah. right. So okay. yeah. <laughs> absolutely good. But like walking down the jetway, you know, fell off the jetway yep. again. Yeah. Yep. Um, I, that's when I started smelling it and I'm like, oh God, am I the one that smells? And she was right in sure. front of me. So then she sits in like 12B, I sit in 11B. So again, we're not that far apart again. I can still yeah. smell her. Yeah. 
stuff like that. So, yeah. Yeah. Excuse yeah. me. I'll, I'll have what she's having back there. And it's like, oh, well, we're, we don't have any food service on this flight. And you're like, you're like, oh, no. Can I get one of those Big Macs? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you guys have fish fillets on this flight? This is so oh. good. Thank you so much. I'll take, it smells like somebody's got like three or four of them back there. Could you? I'm gonna. I'm just gonna turn around to 12B and see who's got these fish fillets on this flight. It smells like a fish fillet. Oh no. Okay. Oh you. Yeah. I don't, do you think? Do you think you could just go up to her and say, "Listen, you have bo. Maybe you change your life. Maybe it's for the better." I, again, the, the rule is, I forget who told me that. I wish I could remember the, who told me the rule. If it's, if it's fixable in five seconds, you tell them. If it's I think not it was fixable me, in five seconds. Yeah. I think it was me, man. I think I was told it, you that rule. Was it? Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that was very good advice. I use it all the time now. Rolling going, Russell. How's it going with you? Uh, rolling going. Things are going okay in, <laughs> in the real world. That's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. In the real world. Things are going okay. <laughs> in the real world. In, real world. <laughs> in, in podcast land and not so good. <laughs> Things are. How's your life going? Okay. Imagine that on your tombstone, Russell. R- Russell, here lies Russell. Ah, things are okay. <laughs> Do you know anybody though? Do you know anybody where you ask them like, hey, how's it going? Oh, you know, not that great. You're like, oh, fuck. I didn't really care. I just, you know, I was just trying to be nice. Get out of here now. Listen, I was on this plane and somebody thought there was a bunch of fish fillets and they turned around and it was me. I am not having a good day, actually. Thanks for asking. What album are we talking about after the gold rush? (laughs) Is it time for the rating system? Okay. So sometimes life's going good and then you're recording a double podcast and the main host has had a few screw ups. To make the time go longer. And then, goddamn, sometimes when you use a computer and it does one of these automatic, it has to do updates. Yep. And you hit you hit ignore, 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 and you ignore it like 20 times. Mm-hmm. Eventually, it just shuts that shit down. Yeah. And you lose yes. everything that you had open. So in, in the real world, things are okay. In the podcast world, they're going shitty. Struggle bus. <laughs> you struggle know, bus. struggle bus. I was thinking like, I bet that's like me deleting all these emails I'm getting from my uh, physician. Like just, I see it and I'm like, delete, delete, delete. And then you got to the computer shutting down part. And I was like, well, that, that hasn't happened. So I, it's not like that at all. It's so stupid. Why would I even think of that? You know, but, but in in other worlds, you guys know that they may be eliminated by this point, but uh, I can turn on and be a sports fan. And I love going to the big events. And so the Timberwolves finally made the playoffs again a few weeks ago from when our listeners will have listened to this. Oh, wait, no, no, wait, wait, wait. I have a. Believe it or not, I have a basketball. Boom shakalaka. Is that it? Well, what do you mean? Is that it? I mean, is that something you hear every day? <laughs> Boom shakalaka. Listen. Okay. Oh. If you go to the basketball game and you yell "Boom shakalaka," you're going to have at least four to five people turn around and be like, "Oh, we're there." Mildly <laughs> fun. He's on fire. That <laughs> hey, buddy, that was okay. <laughs> In the real world. <laughs> so back in the real world when I was a sports fan, I used to be a big Timberwolves fan. Aaron yeah. and I had season hey, tickets with some buddies. I'm a big Timberwolves fan. <laughs> it's me, Luke Longley. Good day. Yeah, He's got an I... Australian accent, Rob. <laughs> yeah, I said good day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one of my favorite basketball seasons of all time, 2003, 2004. Gagey MVP. 
Put another shrimp on the shakalaka. <laughs> yeah. Boom shakalaka. <laughs> yes. That's not a knife. This is boom a- shakalaka. <laughs> See, it's <laughs> he's on fire. He's on fire. Oh, he's got yes. <laughs> I've got that one. Okay, so the Twimberwolves finally are in the playoffs again, and the the game was happening the other night. I was like, I have to go. I love going to big sporting events. I'm super excited for it. So uh, well, I go hold to the- hold on. Oh, you uh. I just have to interrupt you because, yeah. you know, just to give it back. Was so rude. So you got like, you got like free tickets, right? I mean, you, 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 you got free tickets to go to the playoff game. Nope. I paid for the tickets. Oh, you okay, pay. Okay. 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 That's good to know. Just check it in. Just check it in. Okay. So what's the, what, I don't get the question though. Oh, just that, that you, that you paid to, you're, you paid to go to this game. I did right? pay to like go. You spent, I, I, just I feels like just, important background information. Just like, yes. I'm not sure. I don't, I don't know how the story turns out, but it's probably yeah. important to know. Good. Yeah. You know. I paid just under um, the amount I would have paid to go to a Rolling Stones concert a while Jesus back. So, Christ. <laughs> Actually, the, the, I, I got pretty decent tickets. So we got in, got in, went to the game. The, the problem is this event started the same way the Rolling Stones event went, where you had to wait in line for an hour to get oh, into the stadium. What? So what? you get there a half hour before the game and you think, oh, we'll get in in 15 minutes or so. You'll see everything. It's 45, 50 minute wait to get in. Missed the first half of the first quarter. Missed all the introductions. And there were lines out the door. There were thousands of people, hundreds of people behind us. Was everybody yelling? People missed the first half of the game. What? People yelling and getting pissed off about it? You know what? People weren't yelling, but what happened is they filter everyone at Target Center through the same doors. There is no regard for what COVID used to be or anything. And they just jam packed people in there and there were railings. And so you couldn't really tell where you're supposed to go. So there's a point where you're just filtered into the stadium (laughs) and you're in there for 20 minutes and you can't move. And people are just jammed in there. People are trying to go the wrong way and you're just slammed in there like sardines. It was a horrible, horrible way to start off. That sounds so erotic. I think jammed together like oysters would be more erotic for Rob. Yeah. Yeah. Oysters in the can just with oil and everything. Sounds like filet of fish out here in this line. It's so weird. <laughs> Especially when I was waiting in line the whole time next to Luke Longleast, and he's so tall, yeah. he's like smashing his junk up against my face the whole time <laughs> oh, I'm waiting in line. <laughs> Hor- horrible bo. He's got yeah, horrible bo. <laughs> so then I go to the game, and the the game's going well. The Timberwolves are crushing them. They're up by twenty five in the first half, and they blow the first half lead. They go into halftime only up six. So you're like, okay, typical Timberwolves. We'll see what happens in the second half. They build another 25-point lead. They blew it and lost by 10. I was at one of the biggest collapses in in Minnesota sports history. I can't. Like, we were texting about this, and Rob was like, Russell, you're at one of the biggest collapses ever. And I was like, no, this isn't even top 10. Like, this couldn't even be top 10. And I wasn't watching the game, full disclosure. And then when I read about it, it's shocking what happened to them. It's like two 25-point leads. Like, I've never heard of such a thing. I watched like the last like four minutes, so I didn't know that they were up by that much. I just I saw literally like when the like Tyus Jones, Minnesota's own Tyus Jones, yeah. hit a three Rude. to go up, right? To go up by like two or something like that. And so then I'm watching through and I'm doing the dishes, and then <laughs> the after the after Russell, you didn't hear it because you were there, but the after part of Charles Barkley and whoever else they've got on like the TNT after show, Charles Barkley is just saying, this is the dumbest team I've oh, ever yep. seen. That oh, is yeah. an no. embarrassment to basketball. Oh, no. What the hell is going on? How you have to be dumb 
to lose a 25 point lead in the playoffs twice, you know, and all he's oh. just ripping on him. It's it, just it was hilarious. brutal. And the, the roughest thing about it is Timberwolves fans are so starved for any sort of success, oh, right? Like you yes. go in yeah. and the atmosphere was amazing. It, you, it, it felt like right. a finals game because everyone is just, we want one home win in a yeah. playoff game. Yep. And at, people were standing the whole game. So I was in the lower deck behind the hoop, but all of the lower deck, other than like the first few rows were standing the whole game. Most of the upper deck standing the whole game was like, it's been a long time since I've been to a, a sport, a sports game like that or a sporting event like that. Right. Yeah. But, yeah. but I was going to share oh. some of my experiences and see if you, if this is your style at a game or what you would think of this. All right. Nice. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. So the first one is, and Matt will probably have a have thoughts on this because he is a referee in his non podcasting time, but the people in the stadium that are bitching about the referees the whole time. So there was a point where there was a clearly a bad call. They showed the replay. It was clearly a bad call, but and the guys behind us are screaming obscenities the whole time saying that the NBA is rigged and they wouldn't let it go for like 20 minutes. What are your thoughts on people that are bitching about the refs the whole time? I never, I never understood people who think that anyone wants to hear what they're thinking at the game. Right. I used to sit in yeah. front of guys like that at the Vikings game and they'd be like, you got to pass it. And I was like, who exactly are you guys talking to? Do you think like Denny Green is down there? Like, oh my God, this guy back in section 113 says we got to yeah. pass it. I didn't even think about that. The guy from section 131 is who we thought he was. Yeah. I mean, it, and that's why he yelled the advice. Yeah. I think, I think if, if so, so, by the numbers, home stadiums are one of the only things that could that can sway calls, right? I mean, we know that right. home teams win more often. So you do have power as a fan, but just yelling indiscriminately doesn't work. You gotta you gotta pick your spots, you gotta make a noise that carries. Like that's everyone needs that's why booing works, because you gotta do it yeah. together. You can't just yell for no reason. That's not gonna work. But you will be able to well, pressure a referee into a call later in the game at some point. And I saw Aaron, um, he does have an influence on the game because I saw Aaron on the Instagram post say, hey, can some uh, Back to the Better fan please uh, cover their hand in glue? And can you run out on the court and try to that glue your hand to yeah. the floor? Yeah. And that was Aaron's <laughs> idea, and it worked yeah. out. So thank you all to so much to that foot freak who decided to. Matt, I, don't buy, I don't buy Tyson chicken, but Matt had a thought. Matt, Matt knows well, better than I. I mean, so. all of this now, right? Like, the guys that are NBA refs are un believably good right yeah. and i try to explain this to referees and, yeah, I, yeah. and i try to explain this to other people <laughs> too like hero. there are times to make calls and there's times not to and they are so good at knowing when to make a call when not. i mean because you can call a foul on every play right it's like it's like holding in football you can call holding on the offensive lineman every single time there's something that goes on to understand like the ability to not make calls versus make calls when to do it and then like how like precise they are and good they are and yeah they're gonna miss one or two right or if you're scott foster you're gonna miss them all who do you who do you think you, i mean like yeah like who who is listening to you like boo okay yeah like what like actually yell at somebody and then say it's rigged like these guys yeah. make hundreds of thousands of dollars and after all that betting stuff the amount of analytics that goes into there's websites dedicated to which refs are beating the over under on, on everybody, you know, and the NBA knows that. And so now yep, they're yeah. tracking it. They're, they're tracking all these betting lines and everything. Right. And so it's, uh, you, you cannot get I, away with I, any sort of, yeah, good. I, well, I just don't get who are these adults who yell yes, at right. sporting events. Like I will yell maybe twice a season at the Vikings. But I don't like if I was in the stadium, I don't think anybody wants to hear what I have to say. It's your job as a fan. Your your job. Like 
That's what home court advantage no, is. So okay, we figured it out. Rosie, we, Rosie, we yeah. figured it out. He, people would go to the game and think <laughs> yeah. it's their job to yell at yeah. the refs instead of just enjoying the game. Like, yeah. yeah, not yell at. The, I'm not saying yell at the refs. I'm saying when an actual bad call happens because they do not yeah. that often. When an actual bad call happens, it's your job to boo the ref because you that's boo. your one Absolutely. chance. Just that's boo. your one chance yep. to influence the game as a fan. Yeah. And if you but want to think that you are going to influence the game is also foolish. Of course. It's, but it's, it's foolish it's to go foolish. sit in a stadium and watch grown men throw a ball in a hoop. But I'm not I'm exactly that. like, yeah, it's well, already a never... foolish endeavor just to be there. The, the next the next experience I had is just people, adults who get so people get so into this stuff. And I used to be a fan who would get so into it. I would yeah. live and die with these games. I would get upset if they Me too. they lost. It'd be high as hell if they won. And I'm no longer like that. And so I'm watching all these grown adults scream obscenities at the team, calling players on the other team trash, losing their mind with every call. And I'm like, oh, no, are you guys cool. past that point? Like, is is it yeah. a personal thing or is it an age thing where people are just like, I can no longer live and die with this. And I now find it entertaining. I think that it ruins someone's thing. day that they lose. There is nothing better to me. There's nothing better than watching these clowns who sit on the first row and they're, they're like 50 year old white men who are dressed like 25 year old rappers yep, and they're up yelling and screaming at people and thinking like they're trash talking these NBA players. Like it actually matters. You look like an idiot when you do yeah. that. Right. <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah, I, I mean, I think it's a, it's a maturity thing, right? I mean, like when you've got nothing else going on and I was here in the 20, in, the, in your twenties, right? Like I'd watch every twins game because there's nothing else going on is either going to the bar, get drunk with their buddies or watching twins games or whatever. So that's what you do. But when you get, a real job and you got kids or you got girlfriends, mm-hmm. wives or lives and everything yeah, else going on. Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. Or like some kind of situation where like, we're not sure what the label is, but it still seems important to, but nobody's totally yeah. certain exactly what you'd call it. Yeah. Yeah. Or if it's just like, I don't have time to watch. I don't have time to watch sports. It's new coffee day. I got all these bins of coffee or something. I wasn't really listening, but I got to organize them or something. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I, I, so admit, I think I, you grow out of it, Russell. I mean, I, I, at least I did. I know, but you know, it, I, people who don't grow out of it, I don't, they, they got something else going on in their life that they need to use this as an outlet. And so that's like, I've always wondered about those Vikings guys who are in suits with the Vikings horns. Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck are you guys doing? Like right. I got the one year where they were on TV every time I was like, okay. Then they started showing up at fucking away games. I was like, are you fucking serious? You were getting on a plane and flying to fucking Pittsburgh to watch them play the Steelers <laughs> and dressing in that outfit and just praying you get on TV for 10 or seconds. Or like, that's like the, that Viking guy who's in the front row in the end zone. He, he's from, he lives in Winnipeg. He comes down uh, in, for every home insane. game, dresses like that, and then, you know, bangs on his shield or whatever. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I would love to tell you guys that I'm not going to live and die with the Warriors in these playoffs, but I still have not gotten over games 5, 6, and 7 from 2016. I still can't get over the 2019 game six when Clay got hurt. And I wanted to tell these guys I would never watch them again when they moved to San Francisco, but I love Clay Thompson and Draymond Green so much. Hey, that hey, I, hey. Now that you're a new car owner of a Honda, you like you're, you're kind of, you're high <laughs> yeah. class, you know, you're yeah, releasing that new car. True. You're, it's true. You're Maybe moving, I should try moving. to get to a game, a playoff game this, this spring. <laughs> so when the Warriors, I, I when see the the Warriors inevitably don't win the title this year, I don't know if I'll be able to record an episode that night. We'll see how it goes.
Well, let's just hope they win the Western Conference at plus 230. Not that it's a big deal to anybody, <laughs> but that would be really nice if they just pulled off the Western Conference. I think that so would, the, that would the be great. The final question I had was, how about the adults? So in the, in the third quarter, they come around and they give away these little bags. And you're like, what's in the bag? And I immediately know what's in these bags. What's in the box? What's, what's in the, the box? What's in the box? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Thunder sticks are in the box. Oh, what do you think of adults who to open up the bag? No, like no. the kids, I'm all for it, right? Yeah. It, you know, I can see a 10 year old kid having a blast taking these thing out, blowing them up, and hitting the thunder sticks. But what do you think of adults who take the thunder sticks out, blow them up, and hit the thunder sticks at the game? Are you even watching the game? You can't see the damn game if the thunder sticks are in your way. That's bullshit. I, I, you cannot be a grown man putting together two big balloons or woman or non binary person. It's like, well, it's kind of Carl Anthony Towns, uh, and then me. I'm kind of the six. I'm kind of the sixth player here. It's like, shut <laughs> up! Like, just I, mean, I, I think anything in a stadium. Would you do it in your living room? And if the answer is no, don't do it in the stadium. Like, you should not be banging two things together. Like, I mean, I would do that in the living room or the kitchen or like anywhere. I'm not that picky, right? I mean, I do it every night for all the nurses still, but that's totally different. I've got two thundersticks. <laughs> I'm going every day for the nurses, uh, and they kick me out. <laughs> of the female bathroom over at the hospital. And I'm like, this is for the nurses. What? (laughs) Nurses can be men too, Aaron. Think about that for a second. My final question is, and this may have have to be deleted, but my final question is, what if you go to the game and you get a a drink or two, you get a beer, and one of the beers is on the ground and the person you're with just accidentally happens to kick one of the beers (laughs) over? What would your response be? How nice are your shoes? Not nice. Oh, then no worries. Then just go get another beer. So like, what what's the scenario? Are we like dating this person? Long term dating? Is there like plans to it's stay just, with them for a while? Or I mean, what, what is what is the scenario with the, with this just person? A much you're going? broader question, man. It's a much broader <laughs> if, question if, than that. I mean, if this was somebody I was first dating, I'd be like, oh my gosh, are you okay? I'm. You know what? I'll get up. Uh, I would say maybe if you've been married, I don't know, seventeen years and six months or something like that. I would be like, what the fuck? You always do this. I think that's one of my favorite ways to start an argument is you always do this and then just let it go from there. I think that's a good way. It's like starting up a chainsaw. Like you're always ruining my night. Like I just want to do. I might as thing. well have taken your mother to this game. Jesus. I Well, I'll tell you what you, I mean, so, so that's the game for you, right? For me, here's the game. I'm sitting down. I'm watching the playoff game on TV. My wife and my oldest child are flying to London, right? The next day. Cheerio. I'm just about to sit down. The game starts in five minutes. And my wife does a very cool thing of looking through all the passports and then turning to us and saying, uh, yeah, I fly out tomorrow. I can't find my passport anywhere. Yes. And I was like, <laughs> I, what? I am, I am, this is the one thing I want to do today is just watch this game. And she's like, yeah, here's something you can stress about all day until I find it at the very last minute. And I was like, this is always the last place you look too, right, Rob? Yeah, and now she's in Guantanamo due to a timely call by me. <laughs> Rolling going, Rob. How's it going <laughs> with you? Listen, <laughs> listen, here's the deal. Somebody today at the Dwayne Reed. First of all, I have two Dwayne Reed stories. One is yesterday I went, my daughter wanted ice cream. You have a lot cream. more than two Dwayne Reed stories. I, I went to get ice cream and I was like, oh. I thought they had a little lockdown. I got to be a hero for my daughter. You know, my wife's out of town, so you know I'm in a spiral. You know, I'm staying up all night. You know, I'm eating like 10,000 calories a day. My daughter wants ice cream. And I think to myself, I cannot tell my daughter, no, you can't have ice cream because I'm too scared to get it at the store. I can't say that. I got to be a man. I got to be a dad. I got to go down and do it. (laughs) So I have it in my head. I'm like, I'm going to go down because the ice cream they have now attached 
a buzzer button to it. There is now an electronic button on the ice cream thing that you can hit and it makes a noise so they know to come and open the ice cream oh God, thing no is, it, is it loud enough so the whole store knows? Well, <laughs> here's the thing. The ice cream is right next to the checkout. So anyone who oh. is waiting in checkout would turn and automatically see me, a large man, waiting sadly for somebody to open up the ice cream. I get in there, and it was a miracle. The ice Nobody. cream cabinet. I was. I had a plan. I was going to take a picture of me myself pushing the button. I was going to take a video. I was going to send it to you guys. My ultimate humiliation. It was unlocked. The freezer was unlocked. Oh, I could do whatever nice. I want. Nice. So I got two things of ice cream. I bought them and walked out. But I did go check the deodorant just in case that was unlocked too. Still locked down. <laughs> could not buy the deodorant. Disaster. But then I got up to the cash register and the guy working there was an absolute hero because I scanned and he reached over. And when it said, would you like to make a donation to such and such a charity? He pushed no for me. So yeah, I didn't have to ask. say, I didn't have to basically say with my fingers, fuck those kids. No, no, you know, whatever it is, just no. I don't think it's right that stores ask us I to agree. donate to things for them. I think it is so rude. And then you sit there and, I, and all the buttons are green except for no, which is red. So you feel terrible pushing it. It's awful. Do you guys ever donate at a store when they ask you to? It's a disaster, right? No, I'm out. I'm out. And I don't donate at the stores. And I especially get annoyed the lower the quality of the store. And I know this is bad. But like if I go to my gas station, you guys know my gas station where I get my yeah. ice cream and whatnot. Yeah. I was gonna say <laughs> like ye old ice cream. When shop. they're like, when they're like, hey, will you are you two, willing two, to donate yeah, to this? Desk, I'm like, yep. what the fuck? Well, like I'm just trying to get like a pint of ice cream and some gas or whatever. Like, I don't want to I didn't come in here to donate money. But if I wanted to be a nice person, I would do that on my own. Leave me alone. <laughs> yeah, I donated <laughs> before. Yeah. Maybe yeah. I told the IRS how much I I donated this year. Exactly. Aaron, you're donating, aren't you? I often click yes. I mean, I'm skeptical that it's actually going anywhere, right. but yeah, it's like a dollar. And I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll go ahead. But I, I'm, I'm skeptical. Like I, I haven't seen the receipts to see where it's actually going, but yeah, I'll, I'll often click. Can yeah. you just imagine Mr. Reed of the Dwayne Reed fortune sitting on a Caribbean beach laughing at Aaron as another dollar goes into his bank account. I yeah, mean, he's it's, just watching his bank account grow. Yeah. And, oh, oh good. Now I can tag. donate this as a tax write-off for my giant business. You dumb piece of shit, Aaron. Why would you push $1? <laughs> it's $1. It's t- How much does so, that cost? So, oh, baller. So other than the donations at the store, what is your thoughts about when, now when you go into a store, let's say you go into, this has happened to me at a Subway restaurant. You go into a Subway now, and if you go through they flip and they ask you, do you want to tip? Are you guys now tippers when you go into a, a sub- Matt, when you go to Chipotle, do you tip on your bill or not? If those things pop up, I tip. Yeah. You know, if, if, if they're ballsy that. enough to say, you know, and it, but it, I don't don't like if go to like CVS to pick up something, you know, and it's like, Hey, you want to run up a dollar for the children's network of America or whatever? Like I never do that. Oh, totally. Yeah. Let's some, get into the album. Let's talk some about rock and roll. Um, all right. It's time for nobody's favorite not part of the show. Let's talk about. The As Russell album. said, what album are we talking about? Oh, yeah. Uh, so we are talking about after the Gold Rush. This is Neil Young's uh, album that was right before uh, Harvest, the last Neil Young album that we did. They got tons of downloads thanks to him getting kicked off Spotify and people asking to listen to Neil Young and instead listening to our podcast. Hey. 
He didn't get kicked off. He didn't get kicked off. He resigned. So I like to think of people saying like, oh, I think I'll listen to some Neil Young. And then it comes on and they get to hear my five minute long parody making fun of Aaron uh, (laughs) over and over and over. That's what people are listening to. They think that's Neil Young. It's me how bad you still feel about it, about that. I'm over it. Uh, so it, so this was, uh, this is really Neil Young post kind of, uh, Buffalo Springfield. And really this was, he, he recorded this album kind of in the middle of being with Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young, obviously when he's in it. And it's funny because that band, uh, when he joined Crosby, Stills and Nash as kind of a songwriter, kind of rhythm guitar, they, their first gig was in Chicago and there's a tape of them saying, Hey, listen, just thanks for having us tomorrow. We're going to be to go to this place called Woodstock. We've never ever heard of it. Woodstock, the 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 concert that arguably made Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young so famous, that was their second live performance ever together. They had they, that was that was I mean it's crazy. So he's coming off of that, and basically, of course, everybody gets in a fight with each other in that, and they come out and uh, he records after the Gold Rush, and what's wild is that he recorded uh, this album based on a movie script written by Dean Stockwell. Who is a friend of his? Do you guys know who? Do you recognize that name, Dean Stockwell? Is he from Quantum Leap? He is Al from Quantum Quantum what? Leap. Yeah, he is the robot slash hologram slash Ziggy computer guy that is always with him when he finds out and talks to him about what situation he's in. By the way, a show I think I may have seen every episode of. I think I may have seen every single Quantum Leap. I watched that show a ton growing up. It's a classic, right? Oh, it's, it's so good. Uh, and then when this album came out, it's so funny because Rolling Stone basically said, none of the songs here rise above the uniformly dull surface. They hated it. And then five years later, 1975, Rolling Stone was quoted as saying, it's a masterpiece. <laughs> so I love that. And in five years, they're like, actually, this is really, really, really good. Sure. Let's or get into rush. After the Gold Rush by Neil Young. Uh, guys, just like my math teacher said, tell me why. You guys get that? Tell me why. They typically use X, X plus B. Does Neil Young do everything in falsetto, or is this a falsetto, or is this his normal voice? This is his voice, man. Like he's yeah. he has a unique, in the most strict sense of the word, unique voice. There's no other voice like this. I've never heard an interview with him. I I must have, but does he talk like that? It's it's a little higher. Know. It's yeah. I mean, you know, it, it's a little higher. It's, you could tell. When you hear him talk, it's not like he's down here like this and then singing up here. You know, like you can tell that that's, it's not out what of a range the man has. Yeah. Hey, this is me, Neil Young. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like he's like just got done with the long run. <sighs> Matt, what, what do you think the is the rush. opener? You're, you're, you're a big Neil Young guy. No big Neil Young will show up later. Giant hey. Neil Young might visit us later. But what, what do you think of the opener compared to Harvest? Uh, I, you know, I don't want to give away too much about my takes, but like this album is not the best album mm-hmm. in my, in my mind. And it doesn't start out well. And there's a couple great songs, but I think he really gets going. It really gets going more on harvest uh, yeah. for this kind of transition from his, uh, Buffalo Springfield, Crosby, Stills, mm-hmm. Nash and Young days to more of a solo career. I got to tell you though, this, this after the gold rush song, this, I think this is a banger. I think this song is so good. There's a version of Johnny Cash doing this on his um, American collection, and it's so good. There were 
I, I don't see how you can call this a banger, though. This is like yeah, the exact opposite right. of a banger, right? <laughs> yeah. It might be an enjoyable oh, song, but... Right. I think it's a banger. I, I love it. I get excited when the song comes on. I think it's And fun. is he singing about climate change and, and environmentalism so, or not? Absolutely. I mean, he's singing yeah. about that, but this is also the song. The reason it's so weird that it's like knights in shining armor and then the earth running, you know, and the 1970s is because that is a song based on that Dean Stockwell script. So basically he was having trouble writing songs. He got the script and he was like, this script is so good. I got to write a song about it. And then the song wow. makes absolutely no sense. And then you'd be like, well, who would watch this movie? It doesn't make any sense. Only love can break your heart. And it makes me think again about Aaron at that dance, getting dumped by oh. that woman, running into the boyfriend. Makes me laugh every time I think about it. You know, I did speak with my brother who uh, didn't know that story, but he does know the uh, Lothario in question. And he reminded me that that gentleman was a Drake Relays champion. So it's not like <laughs> it's not, not like not, I lost out to just some sh- some yeah. schmuck. Right. Sean was a Drake Relays like champion. Like that open thing where anybody can just come run that one? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> he was an 800 meter. He was a 4x8 champion. Isn't that kind of like just, you know, just sign it up for like a 10K or something? Like just as long as you get your application you get in your time. Yeah. Folks, yeah. welcome to the Drake Relays. Tonight's attendance is a record. Six. Aaron's dad and five other people. Five if you do not count me, the announcer man. Yeah. (laughs) Jim Duncan, who was the longtime announcer of the Drake Relays, his famous saying was, Everybody sits, everybody sees. I I was thinking that. Wait a minute. So, wait. So, it's such an exciting event that. The, the announcer is telling everybody to sit. Yeah. Because yeah. otherwise, I mean, it's, it's pandemonium otherwise. Like, hey, people are going to go nuts. You know, you got to like, remind people to sit down so they can all see. <laughs> Just bedlam. That four by four finishes. It's yep. drama. Crazy. Mayhem. And here they come down the stretch. Please sit down, everybody. Please. <laughs> please sit down, everybody. Thank you. <laughs> Exciting stuff. Aaron, to be fair, though, four by four, if he's a relay person, means he's not that fast to even run his own race. He's got to run as part of a team. <laughs> four by eight, because they didn't have in, individual events at the Drake Relays. So the, you had to wait for the state championship. Is it like Iowa, Iowa basketball where you're not allowed over half court? Is that why they have to have the baton handoff? They can't run around the whole track? Yeah. Uh, I got a gold medal in the shot put catch. They wouldn't let us do any individual oh. <laughs> things. I had to be on a team. That what? is an event I would watch. That I would watch. Would you like, can you imagine there was a shot put the, catch uh, and a javelin, javelin catch? Yeah. yeah. Oh. Yeah, Aaron, I like seeing people stab Got it. Javelin <laughs> catch would be, that would be a great event. Discus catch. I'm in with, oh, let's, let's do this. Ice cream catch? Ice oh, I forgot I'm here. How about high jump catch? You got to catch your partner before he hits the body. He I love cannot this. Hit yeah. the mat. Yeah. Or partner high jump where you get to launch your partner over the over the bar. Was there anything better in high school than just jumping Spring into the high jump pit? Practice? Like oh, if you could get any chance I was at track practice and I could jump into that high jump pit, I took it 100% of the time. I would jump and just fly through the air and land in the pit and be like, this is this is heaven. This is great. We were we were in college baseball, right? Playing in the field house, we'd practice, right? And and so of course it was like how far can you throw it to an outfielder that he has to go and dive into that pit. Oh, and you're yeah. like a yep. 22-year-old adult, and it's like the funnest thing in the world. I, diving in the I had a friend in high school who told me after high school, he goes, You know, I had sex with some girl on that high jump pit. And I was like, 
That would be the best thing ever. That's like heaven on top of heaven. It's like having sex with a cloud in heaven. That's how good but it would be. Isn't it like a car though, where you wouldn't want to tell anyone because then that's the half the fun is that other people don't know that you did it. Like <laughs> your parents in that van, Rob. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I'm pretty oh, sure all that guy edited out. His dad, I mean, his, his dad knows what's going on. Oh, yeah. right. Southern that, man. That disco ball. Southern man. We, we, we finally know the trick to move Rob out to the next song. Yep, yeah. we did it. We found it. Let's talk about his dad's sex man. <laughs> all right. <laughs> so, so this song kind of fits into that whole rivalry that he had with Leonard Skinner, right? Yeah, Remember we talked about this song? Yeah. yeah. I mean... This is seven years before uh, Sweet Home Alabama comes out, right? Mm-hmm. But it, well, it's kind of a it's kind of a duo with Alabama off the next album, right? Where he's basically like, "Hey, there's this whole section of the country who's not taking civil rights as seriously as they should, or are actively stopping it." And I'm pissed off about it. I mean, right? It, it's it's interesting to have a, a, a artist who is like socially conscious, like Neil was. I think I think it's it makes the songs way more interesting. I was actually reading that uh, between this and the Alabama song, he actually had some regrets about some of the, what the lyrics that he had in the songs and that he actually went on and wrote songs for Leonard Skinner afterwards. as kind of like a reconciliation. I thought that was interesting. Yeah. And he, yeah. And he covered sweet home Alabama in, in some live shows. I think Mm -hmm. I'm I'm pretty sure. I I thought this was one of the better songs on the album. What did you guys think? I think it, 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 it fi- to me, it finally picks up a little bit. Yeah. And I don't know what it is, and I should dive in just a little bit more, but it feels Ooh, like I jump it. the first three songs, right, are like two guitars and maybe a couple backup singers, and that's about it. Mm-hmm. You know, and you're finally getting into, a, you know, maybe a piano in there, but now you're finally getting to like a full band behind it, um, uh, starting off with Southern Man. And this is this is the Neil Young that I like. Um, not like the, just the soft, really soft songs, but when you've got the full band and the full backup behind them. So I think in the, in the electric guitar, here. this might be the first like real, you know, rock rhythm guitar that we hear. And then some solos on this album. Right. I, yeah. I hate to say negative stuff. I cannot stand the song Southern man. And it is 100% because of his voice. It, that yeah, it his voice is on tough me. To it is. To. I mean, yeah. I just, the idea that you would be sitting there and being like, huh, what song should I listen to? What song? Okay, I'm going to listen to Southern Man. It's just like, yeah. <laughs> It's like, okay, thank you, Neil. We get it. Things are, things but, are not but great. But that's what I was asking about the falsetto because all the songs are like that, right? That's his voice. Yeah, I he think. doesn't change. I mean, that, that that's... I, I, I thought he, yeah. he kind of has like, to me, this was like the distinct sound of Neil Young. Like, this is what I heard in Harvest. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Matt knows these albums better than I do, but this sounded more like Harvest to me. But you know what? You guys were mentioning earlier how he's resigned. He's not on Spotify anymore. But there are other artists out there that are still on Spotify that do Neil Young type music. And one of them is Beck. Oh, you guys know Beck has a song that was inspired by Neil Young. The song is called Say Goodbye. And it's from Morning Phase, which I believe was the album that won the best album the one year. Check the song out. Say goodbye. Is this the album that screwed over who Taylor Swift or Beyonce or who wasn't it? Been Beyonce. Beyonce. Oof. Doesn't this kind of have a similar vibe to a Neil Young album? Yeah. So he, yeah. this was like he said this kind of had like a California vibe for him, and he wanted to was inspired by Neil Young. So I thought when it comes to doing Neil Young music on Spotify, <laughs> Neil Young's not there anymore. So who does it better? Did it better? Till the morning comes. Gonna give you till oh. the morning comes. Paul McCartney coming in here. It is a Paul McCartney song. It totally sounds like McCartney, right? 
Because then there's this like the French horn or whatever on it. Yeah. Yeah. It so like it's actually a flugelhorn, Aaron. A ah, flugelhorn. shit. Wow. Uh, nice word, Russell. I think I knew I that guy in college. It, I, I read that playing the flugelhorn is essentially the same as playing a trumpet. Same yeah. basic technique, same fingerings, Rob. Yeah. Same key, but less expansive range. Were one of you guys a trumpet player back in the day, Rob or Matt or one of you guys? No, I was a trombone like Aaron. I was uh, I was first chair. Yeah, the flugelhorn is like a bigger trumpet. I should have known that was what it was. There, there's a pretty awesome flugelhorn solo on this one. I don't think we'll be able to find it at this point of the night, but yeah. our listeners should go check it out. Oh, by the way, <laughs> check if out you're that one flugelhorn of our listeners, solo, everybody. Who has, to, who has to listen to this album by going to YouTube and typing in Neil Young <laughs> uh, after the Gold Rush full album and then having to listen to it via YouTube videos? Not a fun process. We'll take you back on Spotify whenever you're ready, Neil. I, re- I, respect, it. I respect his principles, but... My method of now listening to his music is not not a pleasant. I, I got to admit something to you guys right now. Do you know how I do you know how I consume all my music right now? How Amazon Music, Amazon Music. It is me and Jeff Bezos. I think we are the two guys who use Amazon Music. <laughs> no, I still got that's it. Matt, yeah, Matt uses Amazon Music, right? My Amazon Music. Yep, I'm Amazon Music as well. Do you Rob. pay for it? Because I pay for it, so I can play it on multiple Echoes yeah. and everything. Oh, I think I think Sarah pays for oh. it. She. Yeah, hooked me up on it a while ago. Well, yeah. at least Jeff Bezos is getting buff. Like for every buck I give him for Amazon Music, he's like, "Well, time to get super jacked." Like I wasn't in high school. It's great and wear a vest. <laughs> it's like it's like a dream. It's like, well, I was a fucking nerd in high school. Time to get super jacked and wear vests now. <laughs> As I look at my closet and see that I actually also have two vests. Oh, lonesome yeah. me. This is such an impressive reimagining of this song and I can't listen to it. It's hard for me. It's just such a downer and I can only hear Johnny Cash in my head and that's the only one I want to hear. Yeah. But this sounds to me like like uh, to me it sounds like it's something like a shoegaze band would have done like 30 years later 40 years later. Put a little distortion on there and just let that ring for right. the whole song. Maybe not have the lyrics where everybody knows it. Yeah, it's perfect. And and Aaron, I know what shoegaze music is now pretty much totally because of this podcast. Uh, and yeah. honestly, it has, I have to say shoegaze has come up like three or four times in my life in the last like six months. I'm like, hey, I feel smarter for knowing stuff. what this is. It's good stuff. Don't yeah. let it Matt's bring. Matt's shoegaze expert. Don't let it bring you, t- says Aaron. Don't, shoegaze.com, uh, Aaron. Uh, I own that. I'm squatting on that domain. Yeah. <laughs> Foot freaks, make me an offer. He's literally squatting on it. You should see his computer. It's so weird. It's like a, it's shaped like an Alexa. All right, never mind. Don't let it bring you down. I'm desperate. Yeah, I got nothing on this. I don't have the right order of songs here. <laughs> what does that mean? I mean, whatever I heard down is not the right order and it's not the right song. I mean, okay. let's hear birds. So let's just go to the part where you wrote stuff down for Don't Let It Bring You Down. It doesn't have to be the right order. You just find it wherever you want, Russell. No, I don't have that song on my list. No, not there. I told these guys before the podcast goes, I go, listen, guys, I did not plan very much for this podcast. Russell's like, don't worry, got you covered. I got every song covered. <laughs> and then for the first time in 100 episodes, he's like, I don't, I, this is wrong. I don't have anything. This is a disaster. It's like, yeah, we can just let it play and like move on instead of announcing like, we're fucked. This is our hobby. This is what we do. 
<laughs> we are getting lazy. We are actually not preparing as much hey, as Rob, we used to. Can you see what can you see what I'm giving you in the in the in the Zoom right now? What am I giving? Hey, well, you? it looks like one of the birds. The bird. No, I'm giving you both oh, the birds. Right oh now. no! Watch this. Look at these. <laughs> Look how small my birds are. I mean, I can't give my end takeaway, but like, what's the What's the setting to listen to this album? Like, when would you put this on? It's it's a hard listen for me. I, I actually I like Neil Young, but actually, we've talked about this before. I've done Neil Young drinks from Booze and Vinyl, but Booze and Vinyl has after the Gold Rush in the book. All right, so what are they the problem us? is the last time we talked Neil Young, I got a little liquored up huh? because I drank I drank side A and side B, and oh, that was no. not the good way to right, go. Yeah. But this was the one, if you remember, Aaron, it was before you drop the needle, you need to pick up around the house, grab some groceries, and light a few candles. You've got this. That's what Booze and Vinyl said. Okay. okay. Uh, so I'll say, Rose, there, there's on. a uh, sun, Sunday mornings at our house, um, pancakes and bacon, yep. and then um, acoustic sunrise, right? Yeah. And so when acoustic sunrise is done, it goes immediately, Sarah's, what does she got? It's called like... Uh, modern folk or modest folk or something like that, right? Where it's just something in the background while you're reading the paper. And, you know, so you got, that's a very, very soft, slow song. But then you get the melody and then the harmonies that come in. Yeah, and it kind of kicks up a little bit. And so it's ba- it, it's great background music. That's, it, that's it, it also, the best way to describe Matt is, it. Matt is spot on. It also says when to spin when you're making him or her dinner during sweater weather. I read this. This was about um, comforting your lover that you're about to leave. Like, have you ever had to do that when you're about to break up with someone, Rob, where you had to comfort your lady in your sweater vest before you broke yeah. up with her or not? And just be like, okay, is this worth it? Like, could I break up with her tomorrow morning? <laughs> could I break up with her later tonight? Could I break up with her maybe two weeks after I start dating this other girl? Like that would work too, right? Like I think all that would work. How did that breakup go, Rob? You've told the story about how when you were broke up with once, you got angry and Mm -hmm. drove fast home and announced you were going to drive fast home. What do you think? What was the reaction when you broke up with that other lady that had some overlap? Uh, Well, first of all, I don't think I did it very well because she kept showing (laughs) up at various places in my life. Uh, I told you that one time she showed up at the football game and, uh, she was on one side. Uh, she and brought you my, Chipotle, right? But yeah, yeah, she you, brought you me two Chipotle. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> oh, this is tough. This is a tough life decision. I think I should have been like, we can't, you can't show up and bring me Chipotle. Like, that's part of this breakup. We can't do it. I don't know. It's, you know, you, you hate to, you hate to see it happen where people can't see me naked anymore. Like, that's just not a part of their life anymore. They're not going to see me nude walking around. And you know that that's a major part of their life that's over. They're not going to get to examine uh, every square inch of my body, Russell. So you can imagine it's a, it's heartbreaking for them, um, and it's tough for me. Is that like the kind of thing they would do when you dance? <laughs> when you dance, I can really love to examine every inch of your body. Is the part it's in parentheses, I think. This is one of the that, ones that kind of lasts. This is this is last of the test of time. This song, you like it? Well, it's very much like Cinnamon Girl. I hear Cinnamon Girl. Yeah, you, I want to yeah, live yeah. with you know. So the Cinnamon Girl. Yeah, you're right. I, I I do. I sometimes think about Neil Young sitting around going, "How can I make my guitar sound more annoying than my voice?" This is so tough. What knobs can I turn so my guitar bothers Rob more than my voice does? You know what the he answer is, it. don't you? What's that? 
he he has double drop detuning, so he's oh. dropping two of the he's dropping two of the or I don't know enough about guitars, but essentially he's changing he's changing two things and he's dropping them to D's, so the E goes to D and another one goes to D. So he has a very distinct sound because he's doing there's drop D tuning yeah. where you tune one down, and then there's double D double D drop tuning. <laughs> okay, wait a minute, I'm typing <laughs> this into Bing. Double D okay. drop. Oh, yeah. oh my look. computer's slowing down. I better turn off my video while I search this. Sorry, guys. <laughs> so I, I don't have a list on this, but I was reading that a, a lot of uh, famous songs use double D drop tuning because it's an easier chord to play. So a lot yep. of famous rock songs use. He calls it D-modal, D-modal. I don't know what the right pronunciation of it is, but <laughs> yeah, I right. think that's yeah, why. We've done a whole uh, episode on modal jazz, Russell. We, I think we talked oh, about whatever. it for three I, hours. I, I didn't listen to that part. Fat Bottom Girls is one of those songs. That's a yeah, that's but so, double but D drop that, D-tuning. Isn't that kind of why his guitar is so distinct or it's, it's so recognizable as he does that tuning, Rob? Yeah, I can hear that where it's that it, you you go a little lower. I just think of the tone on his guitar. I, it just drives me. I don't know. It's it drives harsh. me right up the wall. Uh, but you know what, Russell? Mm. I believe in you. I'm glad somebody does. Oh, no. Things are okay with Russell. <laughs> They're going okay. okay. I, was re- I was reading on in Genius. The real world. I saw Neil Young was playing the vibes, and I was like, what's the vibes? But then I remembered last week we talked about the vibes. We talked vibes. We talked the vibraphone with Erica Badu. We did. We so talked there's a, vibes. There's we talked a vibraphone on Oh, this. vibraphone. Wait a minute. I got to change my Bing search here. <laughs> Never mind. Yeah. And so... so Aaron, you had mentioned who was it that we were talking about last week? The the Godfather of Neo Soul, Roy Ayers. Roy Ayers. So so I started like researching a little bit, reading a little bit about the vibraphone. So I thought we could do a list. Oh, love of it. the greatest it's vibraphone it's songs it's of all time. Yes, wow. I'm excited for this. And part of the reason is we had to clear up some confusion because Aaron didn't know what a vibraphone. Was. I did. Well, I know what it sounds like. I know what it sounds like, but I couldn't define it. So Aaron, Russell, what does I'm glad it sound here to help like? me? Make that noise right now, please. Oh God, he did it! I, I think he that's actually right. It's it's got a mellower and damper sound compared mm-hmm. to a xylophone, which is crisper. Oh, nice so, Russell. So a xylophone is medium size wooden bars. Medium wooden bars. Okay, right. I'm out. All right. Glockenspiel is smaller with metal bars. Okay, well now, now I'm back in. I'm kind of back in. A marimba larger with wooden bars or pipes, yeah. and then a vibraphone is larger with metal bars or pipes that have a vibrating sound. So I think Aaron, you were right with kind of a mellow damper. I was wrong. Sound. Aaron Thank was you, right. Russell. Thanks so wow. much. Appreciate so, it. So the first song on the list is from the black exploitation film Coffee. Oh, so good. Ooh, I love it. This, this, this is Aaron's guy. Ooh, is, it, is it Randy Ayers or Roy Ayers? Roy Ayers. Help me out. Yep. Roy, Roy Ayers. Ayers, the godfather of Neo Soul. Check out check him out on this song. Check out the vibraphone. It's badass. Oh, I want to hear it. This is Beck. Oh shit. <laughs> Go to the one that says Roy here. No. Ooh, he's so listen to this. Oh, this is badass. So nice. By the way, if you've ever seen the movie Coffee, this is even funnier because it's just like Pam Greer beating up people with a chain. That's like the whole movie. It's so good. I'm going to have to watch is it. This, yeah. Does Aaron and his wife make a cameo when they have a new coffee day or new coffee week or whatever? I'm going to play this tomorrow when I grab my coffee. Ooh, oh my I'm going to be making this beautiful Peruvian coffee. Coffee is the color. Ooh, yes. Russell, thank you. The next, the next song on the list is from a hip-hop artist named Guru. This is Jazzmatazz, Volume 1. The oh, song is wonderful. Take a Look. Check it out. Yeah, Guru got way. Who's he got on the vibes? You hear that in the background? Yeah, who's playing vibes? 
Oh, that would be Roy Ayers. If oh, just heard him. Yeah. He just Roy said it. Yes. Back. He just said yes, he's back. He's back. He's a badass vibraphone player. This That's is awesome. So this is nice. Yes. You know, Russell, who who uh, who sang that song? It's Guru is is the name of the, I, the artist. I bet he's good at the vibraphone because he he's got those four arms when he's fighting Raiden and Sub Zero. Guru Goro. I don't think there's any Mortal okay, Kombat. Listen, if <laughs> you got that Mortal Kombat joke, type in to the back line, hashtag Goro. Hashtag Goro. Who you have got that Goro joke. Music, you Who is your guru. guys' go-to Mortal Kombat character? I was always a Scorpion guy. Back, back, forward, C. Yep. Get over here. What Get was your guys' who, who did you take in Mortal Kombat? I was not a Mortal Kombat player, so I have <laughs> no? no idea what you're talking about. I think about. I did Sub-Zero when I could, but yeah. I was bad at it. I did bad. Johnny Cage because that was the only one where he did the splits and punched you in the nuts. And I thought that was the funniest <laughs> thing of all time. He's the, obviously the worst character in the game, but he did punch people in the nuts, which me in middle school thought was the height of culture. I thought the, right, the world could have ended right there and I've been like happy. Punch some guy in the nuts in a video game. Next song on the list. I don't know if she's made the list very often, but what Aaron's one of his favorite artists is Whitney Houston. This is from the album Whitney. Love yes. will save the day. Check out the vibraphone oh, yes. on this one. Now I have I have a suspicion that this is is this Roy Ayers again, Russell? Roy Ayers is back. He's, <laughs> He's, back, back, again again He's back again. He's killing it on this song. Oh. So I will say this is the last Roy Ayers song that we're going to be covering on the Change list. But he is an amazing vibraphone player, and I, I had to play this one because we've talked about Aaron and his tempo before getting up and going faster or slower with his personal business, but. I read that that was the fastest tempo song on the album Whitney Aaron. It was the fastest tempo song. It is because the rest of the album is like very low, low beats per minute. Yeah. This is the only upbeat uh, uh, track on the album. Russell, that's amazing. That's Whitney Houston, Whitney Houston. That's the album. No, it's Whitney. It's her first album, Whitney. Okay. Her second album is Whitney Houston. Her first album is just Whitney. Her third album was named Houston. <laughs> really confusing. It's so Whitney Houston is on the on the list at two forty nine, but Whitney is not on the list. Just uh, so you know, this is I I don't understand what's going on at all. I'm it. totally I confused by this whole conversation. Yeah. Let me ask you guys this: Would you buy a shirt where it had Airs Jordan and it was Michael Jordan playing a vibraphone? Is that yes. an idea? Did I just yes, have an yes, idea? Yes, 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 I would buy I'm it. Yes. And you just yep. see Michael Jordan, and he's like, and I took that personally. <laughs> you know, you know who else would buy it, Rob? Who? Our fucking loser listeners. That's who. Airs <laughs> Jordan Beck did it better. Somebody's like, "Can you explain the shirt to me?" And they're like, "Actually, no, I can't, and I won't do it." That's the next good, song on the list, shirt, and yeah. there is some argument on this one whether it's a xylophone or vibraphone. But I saw at least one website that called it a vibraphone, so we're going with it. You it's can't the put anything Femmes. on the internet. That's not true. Violent Femmes, Gone Daddy Gone. Oh, Check classic. this out. Yeah. No, it's hard to tell. It sounds a little does, deeper. It, it does sound like wooden deeper. bars, maybe. Ooh, it's, yeah. I don't know. It's close. And if you jump forward, Rob, if you jump forward to the next time cue, there's actually a vibraphone solo, which is amazing. Oh, yes. Check this part of it out. Listen to that. Yeah, that's red. I mean, can you think of anything else but a skeleton? playing this on his own ribs. It's the only thing I can think of when I hear this. That's your best joke in like a month. That's so good. 
All right, last song on the list. Sometimes, you know what? We just need to kiss the list goodbye. So this is Na 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 Hey Hey Goodbye by Stream. Check out the vibraphone on this one. Oh, yeah. That's it, isn't it? Yeah. Matt, have you ever done the Na 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 at a sporting event? Probably a long time ago. Probably back in the 1900s. Hey, hey, goodbye. Here's a a tough part, though, is that this band Stream... Right, they opened with that song at their concert, and it was so confusing. <laughs> People, it was a disaster. Or they did it before the before the encore. They did it yeah. with the last song, yeah. and then they did the encore, and everyone was yeah. Fucking gone. Their encore was a lesser known song. Hey, please come back. <laughs> Do you guys want to know who one of the backup singers on that song was? Yes, who? absolutely. Tommy Matola, who went on to oh, be the husband of no Mariah way. Carey, Rob. Wow. What? <laughs> yes. He's driving around that red snowmobile. What a lucky dog. <laughs> Russell, that was easily a top five. In that fact, I'm going to go so far as to say, Russell, that was the that best was vibraphone list I've ever five. heard in my life. <laughs> Such a good list. Hey, did it give you good vibes? Uh, that good. list, good vibes only, boom, my boom, dude. Boom, 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 yep. boom, 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 How about this? It's a picture of Roy Ayers coming out of the grave, playing <laughs> his ribs like a xylophone or a vibraphone. <laughs> Shit, I didn't say it right. And then underneath it says, here's Jordan. My coffee's getting hot in here. My coffee's getting hot in here. <laughs> My coffee's heating up. He's out of a grave. He, you can see on a map he's in the country of Jordan, and it says, "Airs Jordan. <laughs> I can't stop and I won't stop. Okay, guys. I'm, I mean, the grind is real for me. You got to own it. You got to own it. The grind is real for me. I do this all day and it's not even a big deal to me. No big deal. Cripple Creek Ferry. Oops. What is the, what's this, what's the deal with this song? Like it's such a weird track. What is it? What is folk singers obsession with Cripple Creek? Cripple Creek, right? The band sang about Cripple Creek. Why does everybody feel like they need to sing about Cripple Creek? I don't know. I don't know where it, where is Cripple Creek. Is it a Canada thing? Uh, I think it's a Colorado thing. Okay. I think it's a Colorado thing, but this brought me back. I almost tried to do a, another rewind of my Cripple Creek cocktail, which was the one with the pomegranate juice, if you guys oh, remember no, a while we can't back. Go back oh, no. that, Russell. But I, I couldn't <laughs> no. go backwards. We, we're always moving forward on this podcast, so I didn't bring it back. Looking back is a bad habit. Mm-hmm. I can see. I kind of like these minimalist. I like the minimalist Neil Young songs more than I do when his guitar and him are yelling at me. I think it's. I don't know. I get it. I like that more. Uh, listen, let's get into the very popular and patented rating system. And now it's time for everybody's favorite part of the show: the patented and very popular Beck did it better rating system. Oh yeah. I mean, that clip right there is 25 seconds long. Like, we have a 25-second-long sound clip that we play every episode. It's insane to me. It makes it, it, this, this whole thing is, is wild, if you think about it. And you know what else is wild? The fact that Rolling Stones came along and said, Rolling Stone Magazine came along and said, this is the 89th best album of all time. Neil Young, after the gold rush. We love the sound, okay? We didn't the first time. Five years later, we thought it was a masterpiece. Uh, do we think that 89 is a great place for this album? Okay. That would be a rolling well tone. They did it perfectly. Rolling Stone, hats off to you. Listen, if you think it's perfect at 89, that is rolling well toned. If you think 
that this uh, album should have been higher up. Okay. And much like maybe a rib, it got rolling boned. And then insert uh, vibraphone sound here. This, that would be a rolling bone. Or do you think that this album should be lower on the list? It is a rolling groan. Mm. What do you think, Matt? Rolling well toned, rolling bone, or rolling groan for Neil Young after the gold rush? Uh, as I mentioned earlier, this is not one of my favorite Neil Young albums. Um, I'm looking at the list now. There's six Neil Young albums on the top 500. Oh, that's probably that's probably All right, a couple you. too many. See you guys. Yeah. <laughs> See you. Last episode. Goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> so we got ridiculous. 72. Yeah, 7290, 302, 311, 407. Well, the 296 is uh, Neil Young with Crazy Horse, but. You know, my favorite albums from 1992, uh, Harvest Moon, is not even on the list. So, again, there's I, I dig into a lot of Neil Young. This is not one of my favorite. I think this is a turning point for him to kind of get to the solo career and get mm-hmm. away from kind of the 70s and into his... Um, what I like is a million different instruments with a million different singers and a mil- you know, a huge band uh, behind him kind of a thing. And so I think he's getting to that, but... This album on a whole is is rolling grown. It should well, I don't even know if it should be on the list, let alone the top one hundred. So Russell, what do you think? Rolling well toned, rolling bone, or rolling grown? I, I've I've been thrown off by hearing that he's got six albums on the list. I, I thought it was just fine. It, it was an enjoy it was an enjoyable listen for me. I, I didn't dislike it by any means. I enjoyed listening to it, but for me, it just felt like a, a less exciting version of Harvest. It I, I where was the wow moment on there? And for me. I just didn't have a wow moment. So I thought it was a, an interesting album. It was a good album, but it wasn't one of my favorites. So I'm going to say it's rolling grown too high on the Aaron, list. Aaron, what do you think? Rolling well-toned, rolling bone, or rolling grown? Tough listen for me. There's a couple of tracks I really liked, but I will not be revisiting this album. Um, I did like Harvest a lot. I feel like if you could ditch a couple of the tracks that have strings from Harvest and maybe throw some tracks from this album onto that one, you've got like a close to a perfect album, but... For the most part, I have a hard time listening to this one, and uh, I'm going to say Rolling Grown. Unfortunately, guys, once again, for the what? so Shit. many weeks in a row, oh, you are incorrect. This is a rolling environmentalism. Ooh, right? yeah, I appreciate that. Environmentalism. Yeah, I mean, it's no, not since respect. Marvin Gaye have we respect. heard one of these guys sing about how fucked the earth is, which reminds respect. me, I would like to announce an exciting new partnership between Beck Did It Better and Exxon. Exxon, working hard to make the planet better and not so fucking smoky all the time. Not so fucking smoky. So that is great. We are excited about that new partnership. It's going to bring in... Was that patented and trademarked? That, not yep, so fucking don't, smoky. Uh, don't, <laughs> don't try to copy that. Uh, it's ours. Listen, next up, is your kink hearing a guy from New Jersey sing about the size of his engine? Have I got, the, have I got the band for you? It is Bruce Springsteen, Darkness on the, the Edge of Time. I don't, I don't know if I can wait till we when record that. I'm excited. I can't wait. <laughs> Let's do it right now. This is a fucking mess, guys. We have set ourselves up for failure. This is a disaster. <laughs> what are the chances of us doing another vibraphone list before 500? It's 100%, right? It's, it's, I mean, those are so fun. I loved it. Beck did it better. You guys, I, I did. I, I failed to share one one detail about the Violent Femme song "Gone Daddy Gone." It turns out that the vibraphone was played by their bass player Brian Ritchie, who was also proficient at playing the 
shakuhachi, which is a Japanese bamboo oh. flute, Rob. Ooh. I know you've referred to other things as a bamboo flute before, haven't you? <laughs> <laughs> Have you been pay- playing the va- bamboo it, flute, it, Rob? Yeah. <laughs> Are you going to play sumo bamboo oh. flute tonight, Rob? <laughs> hey, give me some more with that bamboo. I can't. What is the joke even? I don't even know. That's He's good, man. Naga. Naga, Naga, no, <laughs> no, not gonna work here any longer. <laughs> the the bamboo flute's not gonna not gonna be vibrating, not gonna be vibing anymore. Oh my god! Yep. This is the this is where we're at. The bamboo ju- flute jokes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys, listen. Even, I could have gone with I'm my not gonna, joke. I'm not gonna Okinawa with that. I'm not gonna wait. Yeah, you got it. Not gonna. Not gonna. Not gonna. No. Okina worms. I believe. I'm not gonna open that Okina worms. Oh god! Oh, you nailed it. Stuck the landing. 